Hi, I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, and I want to take this time to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to a life-changing word from God. And I pray that as you listen to these podcasts, that it will shape your way of thinking and that you will be walking in the fullness of what God has for you. Because your flesh is in charge, it wrestles with you. You know what Smith Wigglesworth said one time? He said the problem with Christians is, is they get three hot flesh meals a day and one cold spirit meal a week. <laughs> Woo! Isn't that the truth? And then we wonder why we're just so weak. Jesus said the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. But if all you're feeding is the flesh and the things of the flesh, then guess what? Your flesh is going to be fat and thriving. And your spirit man is going to be old and decrepit and sucked in like a raisin saying, feed me. You see what I'm saying? You've got to starve one or the other. Mm-mm-mm. What am I talking about? Galatians 5, 16. Read this right here. It says, Then I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Notice he didn't say, walk in the Spirit, and the enemy won't attack you. Or the enemy won't bother you anymore. That's not who he's dealing with. He said the whole reason for you walking in the Spirit is so that you won't be obedient and subjected to your flesh. Who did I say wants to be in charge also? Your flesh. So Paul says if you walk in the Spirit, if you feed that Spirit man, if you stay in step with the things of God and seeking after Him, you're going to what? Not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Are those lusts still going to be there? Yes. We've, for some reason, we put up this curtain in the church as if once we get saved, our flesh no longer wants to do the things of the world. That's a lie. Your flesh still wants to cheat, still wants to steal, still wants to have a good time, still wants to do this and steal. Your flesh still wants to do that. And most people get, they beat themselves up and say, well, if I was really a child of God, if I was really seeking after God, then my flesh wouldn't want that. But again, you have to realize your flesh is not you. When you die, your flesh is going to stay here and be nothing. Amen. Did you become nothing? No. But the Bible says to be absent of the body is to be present with the Lord. So you got to see tonight that that's not you. Well, suppose my flesh wants it. So what? That doesn't mean I have to give in to it. That doesn't mean I have to obey it. Amen? And, and that's going to be harder said. That's going to be easier said than done if you've been feeding the flesh. And if you've been in the flesh, that's why you need to stay in the Word of God, people. I cannot stress enough. You need to stay in the Word because it's the Word that crucifies your flesh. Amen. Next verse. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one or the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. So as I said earlier, this is involved in everything that you do. Everything. 
war. And that's not, listen, that's not to depress you tonight. If you are, if you've been feeding off the Spirit of God, if you've been feeding off the things of God, this war is a whole lot easier. You see what I'm saying? And see, watch this. Some of us have mastered it in different areas, and some of us struggle in different areas. Amen? It may be, listen, it may be, not, it may be no battle whatsoever for you to come to church, but it may be a battle for you to tell the truth. You see what I'm saying? Everybody's got stuff that they're still dealing with and they're still working on. Now, verse 18. But if you be led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And the Bible says, watch this, the law gave power to sin, which deals with what? Your flesh. Next verse. Now, the works of the flesh. Here's where I'm going to trip most of you up. Now, the works of the flesh are manifested. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Next verse. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of this which I've told you before and also told you in past that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, here's the part. Now, let's go back to that first one when it talks about adultery. Let's just deal with that right there. Because most people will say, man, that is a spiritual issue. No, it's not. Oh, the devil was working overtime spiritually in that thing. No, he wasn't. That was your flesh. Your flesh wanted that other woman, that other man. It, wasn't, it had nothing to do with the Spirit. That was your flesh. See, this is, this is why I tell you that people don't understand every part of who they are. That's why they say, well, you know what? The devil made me do it. The devil didn't make you do anything. Come on, somebody. He didn't make you do it. Oh, he made me lie. He didn't make you lie. Now, don't misunderstand me. He'll surely oblige you. Are you listening to me? He'll be glad to help you along the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, you need to. But it's, it's because it's a part of your flesh that you've not crucified. Mm, somebody say this is good. It's a part of your flesh that's not been crucified. That's why any part of your flesh that's not been crucified is an area that is the devil's playground. How many knows when God cursed him, when God cursed the serpent... What did he say to him? He said, you shall eat the dust of the earth. I mean, no, the snake used to have legs, but now it crawls on its belly. You shall now eat the dust of the earth. You know what that means? That means as long as you're in the flesh, you are the devil's lunch. Come on. God didn't call us to walk in the flesh. He didn't call us to think like the world. He didn't call us to respond like the world. Yeah, we might be in the world, but we are not of the world. There's a difference, amen? See, so what I want to tell you is these things that we consider is a spirit issue, it's not a spirit issue. So, if it's a flesh issue, then where do we need to deal with it in? Our flesh. We need to crucify the part of our flesh 
that's wanting those things. Amen? So let's see this right now. The war you face is an identity crisis. That's all it is. That's the war you're facing right now. So don't be mistaken. As I said before, the devil will gladly assist you, but the devil's not your problem. It's your uncrucified flesh that's still alive. Amen. See, and I know people don't want to hear this message is because we don't like responsibility. I mean, we don't. Look around in the nation. Nobody likes responsibility. Everybody wants to blame everybody else for everything that's happening. But guess what? Some things, just some things in your life are your own fault. Somebody wave at me if you get it. It's your own fault. And what you need to do is don't beat yourself up over it, but learn from it. How many knows you can't change your past? You can't do it. You can cry over it, shout, dance, scream, hoo whatever you want to do, you cannot change your past. But you can do something about your future. You can take what happened in the past and learn from it and say, I'm not doing that again. I'm going to pave my future. See, the past never sees tomorrow. So let me say this right now. So we need to work on things. There are things in our life that we all need to work on. There are things in our life that God is wanting to sharpen. Why? Because He's trying to reveal to us who we really are. And the things that our flesh is doing is not who we really are. So when you realize that you're not your flesh, then you're going to say, Hey, I ain't doing that. I ain't committing adultery. I'm not going to spread lies and heresies. I'm not going to steal. I'm not going to murder. I'm not going to go and bear false witness against people. Why? Because that's not who I am. Oh, but what? suppose my flesh wants. So what? That's not who you are. Amen? The real you doesn't want to do that. The real you wants to be obedient unto God. Now, Romans 6, verse 6. <coughs> it says, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should not serve sin. So where do we come to a place where we don't serve sin? When our body of sin is crucified and destroyed. As long as you are still a fleshy Christian, you're going to mess up a whole lot. Come on. You know, even anger. You know the Bible says that anger gives a mighty foothold to the devil. Do you know that? And one of the fruits of the Spirit, man, is long-suffering. It's gentleness. See, these are all things that we got to work on. Verse 7. For he that is dead is free from sin. Dead in the flesh, the lust, the works of the flesh. Verse 8. Now, if he be dead with Christ, we believe that he shall also live with him. Verse 9. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dies no more, death had no more dominion over him. Verse 10. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he lives unto God. Verse 11. Likewise. Somebody say, now it's shifted to me. So now Jesus is free from sin. Right? He, he, doesn't, he doesn't do the things of the world, 
So watch this. Likewise reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, how in the world do we do that? I'm so glad you asked me. Verse 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your what? Didn't say in your mind. Didn't say in your spirit. Where did it say? Your mortal body. Your fleshly, carnal, stained flesh. Don't let it rule there. How do I do that? That you should obey the lust thereof. Verse 13. Here's how we do that. Don't yield your members as instruments unto unrighteousness, unto sin. But yield yourself unto God. As those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. What are these instruments and what are these members that he's talking about? This. My spirit man already wants to do the things of God. And if my spirit man is the strongest, then my thoughts and my will and emotions, they're going to be lined up with that. So what part of it do I need to make sure that I don't let uh, sin reign in here? Now, what does it mean by doing that? How, how can I get victory in my flesh? How can I get victory over sin? You force your body not to give in to the things that you want. In other words, watch this. If I don't open the door, it's going to be hard for me to go through it. Amen? Amen. If the door's locked, if I don't open it, it's going to be hard for me to go through it. You know what, you know what he says? He says, if you struggle with youthful lust, you know, what, you know what Paul says to do? He says, run. He doesn't say, stay in there and say, I think I can, I think I can. No, he said, run from it. Likewise, anything that you're struggling with in your life, you know what you should do? Shut down every opportunity. Watch this. Jesus said, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Now, do you think that he literally means get an axe and just say, wham? No. He said, if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. Does he want you to go get a, a, a screwdriver and just dig that thing out? No. What's he talking about? He's saying, whatever is in your life that's causing you to give in to those things, cut it off. Man, I do so good until I get around so-and-so and they get me to want to drink it and party. Cut them off. Are you listening to me? Oh, I do so good until I watch this one TV show and man, it gets me to want this one. Cut it off. See, what, what, what we do is, is we don't cut these things off and then we go and cry around. I just don't know why I keep struggling. I don't know why I keep going. Because you're not cutting off the things that Jesus said to cut it off. He said, if it's this thing, if it's that TV program, if it's that person, if it's that place that keeps causing you to fall into something, he said, do away with it. Again, it's hard for me to walk through a door that is shut. Amen. It's hard. So this is what he said. He said, don't allow your members to be used for tools of sin. So watch this. So now we're realizing 
that the only way that our flesh is going to obey God is it has to be forced to. See, when you learn the distinctions between what is flesh and what is spirit, you can start uh, arranging a battle plan. See, if you, if late earlier this evening, if you was like, you know what? You know, I've been praying early, and I, don't, I just don't know if God's wanting me to... I think He's telling me He don't want me to come to church tonight. If you know the works of the flesh that we just read in Galatians, you'll have an alert glow off and go, meh, 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 that ain't right. Uh-uh. That's not me. That's my unsaved flesh. No, no, no. God wants me to go to church tonight. How many times have you wrestled with whether you should pray for somebody? What if this is the devil telling me to pray for somebody? You, you can guarantee two things. The devil's never going to tell you to go pray for somebody, and he's never going to tell you to pay your tithes. Those are two things you can take it to the bank. He ain't going to tell you to do it. It's all about light. So you can make a clear distinction. When you have thoughts come in your head, oh, Lord, I must not be doing right. I've got these bad thoughts. No, those are not my thoughts. I cast them down. There's a reason why Paul said in first, or 2 Corinthians, I believe it is, he said, there's a reason he said casting down every imagination, taking every thought captive. Because you're going to get imaginations and thoughts that are not going to be godly, that are not going to be towards the things of God. Does that mean they're you? No. He said cast them down. He said, take them captive. In other words, make them obey Christ. It's the same thing with your flesh. Your flesh is never going to bow to God, so you've got to kick its knees in. I mean, how many of everyone just kick a knee in? You've got to make them buckle. And how many knows it's painful at first? Come on, let's be real. I'm not telling you something easy. It's painful at first. But see, but there's a reason why God said you must be born again. Because you see, the old you, your flesh was you. It controlled everything you did from sun up to sundown. Every decision you made in life, every choice you did, it decided it. But when you got born again, what did Paul say? He said the old man was put to death. My flesh has nothing to do with anything. Amen? Well, I read in the Word that by His stripes I was healed, but I still feel awful. That's got nothing to do with anything. Are you going to go by what the Word said, or are you going to go by what your flesh said? Because you see, the Word has the power to change what your flesh is feeling. Come on, somebody. So now we are a new creature, right? Somebody say, I've been made new in Him, in the Spirit. So I've got to realize something. I am a spirit man, I have a soul, but I'm also cloaked in a body that doesn't want to obey God. So I've got to make sure, I've got to keep it in check, I've got to keep it in line. That doesn't mean that you just wear yourself out trying to keep your flesh. No, it's all about what you're feeding. Amen. Last verse, Galatians 
And somebody who wants to play the piano or music or whatever. Galatians 2.20. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Do you see the pattern here? Paul knows who he is. But Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh... Somebody say, I'm still in the body. You can't get rid of it. Until you leave this world, you're still here. And God cares for your body. Do you understand that? The Bible says your body is the temple of the Spirit of the Lord. Woo! And the only way that we make our flesh holy and sanctified in God is when it is we make it obedient unto the things of God. The life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. Somebody say, He loved me. And He gave Himself for me. Write this down. Jesus had to come in the flesh that through His flesh you could gain victory in your flesh. Let me say it one more time. Jesus had to come in the flesh. He couldn't come as a spirit. Come on. He couldn't just come as a soul. He had to come in the flesh. Why? Because that's where you had to get victory, was in your flesh. Now, what does it mean when it says we, the, the life that we now live in the flesh, we live by the faith of the Son of God? And that's, that's a whole different message, message I could open up right there. But what does that say? That is saying, watch this, you are believing that Jesus mastered the flesh so you can also master the flesh. When I say I live by the faith of the Son of God in my body now, I'm saying I believed that there was a man that came that conquered sin, that conquered the flesh, that conquered the devil, Come on, that conquered everything that was through at him. And so now I believe that through his life, I now can do the same thing. That's the faith we're now living by. And see, here's the great thing. Just as I said earlier that the devil will help you right along with what you want to do, God will do the same thing. See, what I love about this is that the Bible says we have a high priest that can be touched with our infirmities. So in other words, watch this. He understands the struggle. Yeah, when the church does it, when people doesn't, God says, I understand. That's why I can help you. Amen? Now listen, I may not have went through the same sins that you have. But guess what? The Spirit of God in me has. Come on. He's been tried. He's been tested through everything. The Bible says He was tempted in all things like as we were. All things. Yet without sin. Somebody say, He mastered it. Say it one more time. He mastered it. <clears throat> so now I live by that faith. I live by that faith. I believe that Jesus did and he conquered his assignment, so therefore I can do mine. I can do it. Why? Because I am a spirit man. 
Amen. I'm a spirit man. So when you wake up tomorrow and the devil says, you got to worry. Look around. You got to be a depressed another day. Now you know, uh uh-uh, it ain't flying today. That's just, that's just the enemy using a part of my flesh that's not been crucified. I'm going to make sure I crucify it. And it's more than just saying, I crucify you flesh. Come on. I love what one preacher said. Oh, this is so good. He said he was struggling with something. And he told God, he said, I've been rebuking this thing. I've been rebuking this thing over and over and over, and I'm, again, and I'm not getting any relief. He said, you can't cast out flesh. You've got to crucify it. Ooh, that's good, isn't it? You can't cast it out. You can cast the devil out, but you can't cast out the flesh. So maybe, just maybe, the devil's not your problem. Maybe it's you. And it's only because there's a part of you that's still alive. But as Paul said, I believe he was saying this as a process. I die daily to different things. I'm dying. I'm dying to it. Tonight, I want everybody to come to the altar before we pray for anybody. God's going to move in this place. God's already showed me some people that need prayer. But first, I want us to come to the altar. And I want you to ask God, I want you to say, God, show me who I am. Ladies and gentlemen, every day, I allow God to teach me how to function as a whole being. Spirit, soul, and body. Because I want to be functional. I want to be in unity. I want it to be a flow. In every area of my life. Why? Because everything that God has for you is in the spirit. But it's got to make it through your spirit man, your soul, then to the body. You see what I'm saying? So you want that flow to go. How many's ever seen a stopped up pipe? It does not work good, does it? But when it's unclogged, everything goes smooth, right? That's what you want in your life. You want that pattern to go forth. Let's all come right now. Every person. Every person. God's going to move tonight.